Well, thanks for joining us here, Wager Ager. D nice here with Tasty and Yanni. We're going to talk AFC South. Not everybody's favorite division. Tasty, it's not your favorite division, right? No, it's not my favorite division, but it's all right. It's probably the worst division, Yanni. Yeah, I think you 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 could probably safely say that. There's there's a team that did get the one seed last year in the Titans. I I kind of forgot until a couple of days ago that the Titans had the one seed. They had the one seed. I'm not sure that they were one seed quality, and they sort of not blew up the team, but they're going in some different directions this year. But you've got the Titans, the Colts, who you know who was there last year, Carson Wentz, the Texans, who won four games, and somehow they weren't even the worst team in the division. The Jaguars went three and 14, but they did beat Carson Wentz in week 18 to knock the Colts out of the playoffs. Yanni, that that ruined some futures bets that we were holding close to the vest that we, we were hoping would come through when the Colts were, were playing good football in the month of November. And I think even early December, right? Yeah. I think it probably cost us a few bucks and probably cost Carson Wentz's job in Indianapolis, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but he got another opportunity playing for the Washington football team or the commanders or whatever the hell their name is. Now I'm not even sure if they have a GM or a real stadium anymore, but Carson Wentz keeps getting jobs. Yeah, you know you want to talk about you want to talk about the NFC so bad. We're <laughs> going to do the <laughs> NFC East next. All right, we'll do the NFC East next. South is first here. It's not the NFC South; it's the AFC South. Divisional odds. I, I had them in front of me, and now they're gone. So someone help me here for the divisional odds, just to yeah, to start us out. The, the Colts are favored at about minus one thirty-five. Titans are next around plus 170. Uh, Jaguars are anywhere from plus 700 to plus 800. And then the Texans are bringing up the rear at plus 3,000. 30 to 1, 25 to 1 at Fandle because I finally got my shit together and pulled it up. The Colts at at minus 125 are the favorite. And then, yeah, Titans at plus 170. Yanni, we'll start it with you. What team you want to talk about first? Is it a team that you're, you know, not touching with a five-foot pole or a team that you actually like in terms of the futures market, whether it be division odds, Super Bowl odds to win the AFC, so on and so forth? Let's, let's go ahead and start with the team that I am optimistic about, and I think a lot of people are, hence the reason they're the favorite in the division there, and that's the Indianapolis Colts. Um, it, it, I'll preface it by saying this you can't put a whole lot of stock into what you see in the preseason. If you do, I think you're handicapping wrong. That's just my personal opinion, but I will say this, the Colts looked really, really, really bad in, in their limited preseason there, but Eh. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let that deter me to what I see with this team. And, And what I see with this team is a team that's pretty well balanced. They can run a little bit. They can throw a little bit. They can play a little bit of defense they're just a quality team across the board. I think that they've improved defensively from last year, the additions that they have on that team there. Um, you know, preferably, or, you know, really Stefan Gilmore is the piece on that defense that I think it can elevate them. I'm not a huge Gilmore fan, and I don't know that he's quite the lockdown player that he was two or three years ago, but I think he was kind of a piece that that team was missing. They got torched on the outside and with their corners a year ago. I think he can really help that team. So, you know, when I look at this team, and we talked about this, I think, briefly a while back, 
obviously the quarterback is the key here. So what Matt Ryan does is probably going to determine how well this team performs. That's pretty much the case with any team and any quarterback. But I think in Indy, they've been searching for that missing piece for the last three years. They've, they've brought in different veteran quarterbacks. You mentioned Wentz last year, Rivers the year before. So they've been on this cycle of, hey, we got a good team. Do we have the guy that we can plug in to lead it? And, and that's where we are. But I think the big difference is, is they have the right fit with Matt Ryan. So let's just go really quickly here. Quality offensive line, one of the, the, the top half, certainly in the NFL, probably a top 10 offensive line, in my opinion, there. We know they can run the football with Jonathan Taylor. They've got some depth there as well. They brought Philip Lindsay in. Naheem Hines is a, is a you know versatile player there. I think one of the most underrated players in this league that we're going to see this year is Michael Pittman Jr. And, you know, he, you go back and you, you look at the numbers and you watch the film last year, Wentz was not in sync with him. Pittman was winning his routes and not getting the football. I think that changes with Matt Ryan. Now, where I do have some concern on that offense is the complementary weapons there opposite of Pittman. I don't know what we're going to see there. They, they're high on the rookie Alec Pierce there. We'll see how he does. But I think Pittman's going to have a big year. And what we talked about before, just to wrap the Colts here for me, is Matt Ryan is the right fit for this offense at quarterback here. Um, I think that when you look at his best MVP season, when Atlanta went to the Super Bowl and should have won the Super Bowl, these teams are very similar in how they're constructed. And yes, I know Ryan's a little bit older here. It's a new system. I understand that. But I think they're going to run the ball well. I think Ryan's going to have protection that he wasn't used to having the last couple of years in Atlanta. And I think as long as they can get a little bit of help with Pittman out there, I think they're going to be in really good shape. So when you look at that division, we just mentioned maybe the Titans aren't as good. I'm sure we'll talk about them here a little bit. The Jags, of course, are not quite there yet. And the Texans are long shots there. The Colts, in my opinion, should be a lot longer favorites here than, than where they're at, in my opinion. I like their win total over. I like them to win the division. Um, I think that, that there's really not much holding this team back. And one other point here to make, too, is they have the most depth in this division as well. Um, quarterback position, running back position, with the exception of wide receiver. But defense, they've got more depth than anybody else. So even if they hit the injury bug, they get unlucky with some of that, I think they can overcome. So I'm all in on the Titans in this division. I think this is probably um, – you know, to me, I personally would have India as more of a minus 175 type play if I were if I were putting my numbers out here. I like it. I'll be quiet on the Colts now and let you guys jump in. Sign me up. And I apologize for muting Yanni halfway through, although if I edit this podcast properly, you won't even be able to hear that. I came into this thinking that the Colts should be favored to win this division. And I was thinking that it would be on the order of minus 150 or, or better. I'm not a big believer and we will spend a little bit of time on the other three teams, but the Colts have it all there. Yanni and he had another great breakdown. Pittman, is this year three for Pittman? Yes. He's, he's coming on Taylor. Is this also year three for Jonathan Taylor? I want to say. Yeah, year 2020 is first year. They're putting that all together. You're not going to have Carson Wentz, who I heard a stat today. 23% of his passes last year were graded as uncatchable. Like a quarter of his throws were uncatchable. So you have Matt Ryan, who was the third best in terms of 
passing accuracy last year. He comes onto the team, and yeah, he might be 37, but that's not that old. You have some damn good quarterbacks in this league that are his age or better. Rodgers, Brady, I'm probably forgetting someone else. So I like all of that there. And Tasty, if you go down their schedule, the Colts do not have a hard schedule. Tasty, this schedule, I think that there's some angles that we'll we'll have in here, but I'm actually thinking if you're able to find Colts Colts one seed, Colts AFC best record, depending on the odds in the next week, if we can find a line here, it's it's not bad. They their hardest games are, I guess you consider in division at Titans still hard, but I don't consider the the Titans that bad. They go at Denver in in week five on a Thursday night. That's kind of a tough spot. Their next hardest is at Raiders might be something, but the Raiders are what the fourth best team in their division. Yanni, this schedule at Vikings, at Giants, at Cowboys, I guess is a little bit difficult on Sunday Night Football. If everything comes together for this team, they're definitely looking at 12 wins or more. Yeah, and and we talked about that. I mean, I I have them as an 11-win team. And I mean, you know, when you're looking at those win totals of them that open the season at 8.5 and and 9.5, you know, uh, anywhere from eight and a half to nine and a half and 10, 11 wins for this team is very, very possible. In my opinion, uh, you mentioned it. They have the third easiest schedule projected schedule in the league. Based okay. On is Vegas it third odds. easiest? Yeah. yeah no, it's, so, it's, it's, it's pretty easy. If you're just looking at this thing, they, they've got the commanders on there. I mean, guys. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really, to me, there's no reason why this team shouldn't win 11 games. Um, I, you know, again, new quarterback, it could take them just a little bit to kind of get clicking, but I don't know, man. I, I just, to me, this division, and we can jump into the Titans here if you'd like, but I just, they're to me across the board, the best team by far in this division, in my opinion. In my yeah, opinion, yeah. unless Tasty talks me out of it, it's not even close. No, dude, I'm not going to talk you out of it. I was yeah. going to just, throwing just a few more things to pile on really uh yeah. one is last year two of their wins were by one score uh you know five of their losses were so they they were in a lot of close games and didn't have a great record in those games and so i think like that points up to me i love that they have fulls as their backup like just looking at some of the other i forgot charts, about that you know like yeah like if you know if Ryan goes out, which I'm actually not super high on Matt Ryan to be honest, but I think he is a huh. decent fit for this team. But I think if they do have to go to Nick Foles for a little bit, it's not even a massive drop off. And so I think that they'd be fine if that happens. So I love that. And also, you were talking about who uh, who's opposite Pittman, and he's not exactly opposite. But I wonder about Moali Cox having a big year, like thinking back to Matt Ryan throwing to Tony Gonzalez and all the success that they had in Atlanta. Um, if that might not be uh, somewhere that Matt Ryan looks, especially off of play action over the middle of that kind of stuff. So um, I think that's another, like, that's another good weapon. Maybe their second best weapon. We'll see how the other receivers develop. So um, yeah. So all that to me, I would agree with you guys. I actually hadn't thought about what I would line it, but I think, you know, certainly beyond where it is, I'm, we're going to get there. I'm really not high uh, on the Titans this year. And they're the only one who are ones who are even close odds wise. So no, I, I love the Colts here too. I like it. The last thing that we'll say about the Colts, and then we can move on to the Titans Colts. I'm looking at alt over wins. 11 and a half is plus 190, 12 and a half is plus 340. Just taking a look at their schedule. I'm not going to be shocked. 
if they push 12, 13 wins, I mean, this, this is out there. I mean, this is a team that, I mean, for all intents and purposes, had most of the pieces there together last year, had a solid run. They just didn't have the quarterback and they shored up the defense. Hopefully Gilmore can give them a little bit. I mean, he did win DPOI. I know that's going back to 2019 season, but to Yanni's point, that's what they needed there. And they put that piece in there. I mean, you put Matt Ryan in there, might be another three wins, 12 wins, money. Um, Good stuff. So that's going to be one of our bets for sure. Colts on the win total and Colts at minus 125. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans had pretty interesting offseason, right, guys? They traded away A.J. Brown on draft night to my Philadelphia Eagles. They didn't want to pay him that salary, I guess. As we said at the top of the show, they did win the one seed. They got the one seed at 12 and five. They had that streak last year. Yanni, I think they beat, was it the Bills on Monday Night Football? Was that that high scoring game? They had a streak where I think they pulled off against the Chiefs, the Bills, and all of a sudden I think that we were staring down and they were like 10 and two or something. And then they lost Henry. And then they relied on Henry, I think, a little bit too much in that playoff game. And now all of a sudden, no more A.J. Brown. You still have Tannehill. I don't know how I feel about Tannehill at this point. He's regressing to the mean, I believe. I'm personally not going to bet on the Titans. Maybe you can convince us to bet on a Titans under win total. What say you here? Yeah, I think you could absolutely convince me to bet an under win total on the Titans here. And, you know, to me, it's as simple as this. There's two things. Regression in sports and sports betting is it's a proven factor every year. And I think no team is going to regress more in the NFL than the Titans last year. Hot take. And I like it. You you know, you give them credit. They played well. You mentioned they beat the big dogs in the NFL last year. They got that one seed, even though I don't think anybody was looking at that team and saying, this is the number one team in the league or in the AFC, but give them credit. Credit. They, they got it done. Mike Vrabel got it done. They finally got their defense playing at a level that is more, I guess, Vrabel-esque in terms of how they want to be. But when you go into the season here, I don't like what I see at all. Let's start with Ryan Tannehill. You said you're, you're not a big Tannehill guy. Well, I don't know that the Titans are either because they drafted Malik Willis. So, yeah. you know, that, that to me leads me to believe that they're, you know, tan- they're not sold that Tannehill's the guy either. And when you look last year, When Tannehill played well, obviously they were running the ball effectively with Derrick Henry, but it was the games when he had A.J. Brown, you know, the handful of games that Julio Jones was healthy. Um, When those guys were out of the lineup, understandably so, these guys are good players. Tannehill did not look good at all. And when you look at this team this year, Robert Woods, a guy who I love, is coming off of major surgery. And that's, that's who we're banking on. And I love Woods, but he's an older guy now coming off of a major surgery. I like Woods as kind of that number two, number three wide receiver option as he was with the Rams. He was kind of the number two guy there. Excuse me. I don't know with him being the focal point. I don't even know, you know, how effective he's going to be off that injury to begin with. They drafted Traylon Burks to replace A.J. Brown. Again, I don't put a lot of stock in preseason. But all the rumors out of there is he has not looked ready at all, um, you know, to come in. Now, they said things about Jamar Chase a year ago, dropping passes, and, you know, that that worked out just fine. So I'm not going to sit here and say that Burks can't be the guy. But at least initially, it doesn't look promising. So I see this team struggling to throw the football 
with that combination of Tannehill, Woods, Burks, or some faction like that. They do, of course, have Derrick Henry, but one other piece here, this offensive line is not as good as it was a couple years ago. It's just not. Um, They lost Roger Saffold, a guy who during Derrick Henry's huge year was a big piece of that. He fell off a little bit. He's no longer there. They don't have the depth that they had uh, in previous years as well. So I don't really like this offense at all. Defensively, I mentioned they played better last year. But again, I think there's some regression there when you look at it. Jeffrey Simmons was a beast last year. Kevin Byron, they were amazing last year. Two of the top defensive players in the league. Not to say that they can't be good again because they're great players. But I look at that defense, and when you look at it top to bottom, when you take those guys out of there, they have a young player in Christian Fulton. They've got, you know, they've got some pieces there defensively. So I don't think they're going to be bad defensively, but I don't think they're going to be as good as they were a year ago. When you roll all that up here with a, uh, a schedule that, unlike the Colts, is a little tougher, I think they have the 10th toughest schedule. It's tough, man. Um, I'm looking at it. It's not even. Yeah. You start looking at that, and I think that's where this division gets separated. You have the Colts that are going to be on an upswing. You've got the Titans that are going to be on a downswing. You look at that schedule. All of a sudden, it's like, hmm. And, and look, it's I would not be shocked. I don't think this is going to happen, but I would not be shocked if if they struggle, if we see Malik Willis earlier than later in the season, if they don't get off to a hot start, which, you know, if you had told me that a year ago, I'd have been like, no, that that's not happening. But when you look at that now, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see him, you know, midseason if they're not playing well. It's crazy to think that. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking in my own head, how many times have I seen a team that got a one seed then pivot in the offseason and basically make a move saying we know that this quarterback is is not the guy long term. In fact, he might not even be the guy after maybe week 10 to 13 this year. Like we know that we owe him. I think he's making quite a bit of money. Um, I had it up on my screen. I think he's making 27 mil and they have an opt out it, not an opt out, but it would be a, a feasible dead cap hit next year if they cut Tannehill. But how many times have I seen that tasty where a one seed all of a sudden is like, no, AJ Brown, Henry, we're going to keep probably running you into the ground. He, he's had how many touches in the past five years? And, and he's 6, probably not even that old. Like he's, he's what, 27? But he's probably got the mileage of a 36-year-old at this point, Tasty. Yeah. And, I mean, Derrick Henry is a different kind of specimen for sure. Yes. <laughs> but but also, like, even with those specimens, like I think about in, in my life, Adrian Peterson, if there's ever been a specimen, that dude is a specimen. And they still hit a time where even if they're effective, they're not the same. And you just like, like you said, Derrick Henry has a ton of miles and I'm not like predicting some massive drop off. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about with that, but just saying like, I don't know that we can just assume that he's going to keep having the same production year after year, especially with Yanni, what you talked about, the reduction in weapons that the Titans have now Tannehill potentially regressing. I mean, I'm, I'm never been super high on Tannehill anyway. Um, Sometimes it feels a little bit lucky. So yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's great, but I, I don't think he's going to carry this team to, you, you know, to the playoffs or anything like that. You can't count all that at this point. It's year seven for Derrick Henry at this point. His stats in 2020 were just absurd. 16 games, 378 attempts for 2,027 yards. I mean, it's a lot of attempts, but also he averaged 5.4 on that. That was an all-time awesome. 
great season. He was probably, no, he was definitely yeah. in consideration for the MVP. And I can't even think back to two years, but I think Rogers won the past two, but Henry was in consideration. If Henry would have done that last year and they get the one seed, I think Henry gets the MVP, but he got hurt because you have so much mileage. You start to wear down Yanni. I think that we found another pretty damn good bet here. Do you have an under on their win total? I'm seeing under eight and a half at plus plus one twenty. That's sort of attractive to oh, me because I think they're going freaking love that seven and 10, six and 11 is an option. Yeah. And Hey, if they turn the keys over to, to who's the drafted quarterback again, Malik Willis, Malik Willis, Willis. If they turn the keys over to Willis, then all of a sudden it's like, they don't really care. And they're not really playing to win. You might be in they're that just developing five win, then, right? They're just developing, drop a game or two to the Texans and the Jaguars. All of a sudden, you take a look at your schedule, and it's like there's not even six, seven wins on this schedule. They come off the bye. They've got Colts at Texans, at Chiefs, Broncos, at Packers, Bengals, at Eagles. Good luck. Good luck. There's Super Bowl teams in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I mean – yeah, I, I was just going to say there's still some nines out there um, with normal juice. So, I mean, if, wow. if you think this team is, I mean, I have them roughly in that eight win range, give or take. So if you get under nine there, I think that's a very strong play. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I was just going to throw two sort of the opposite of the Colts in one score games last year, they went six and two. So it was like the exact flip of the Colts too. Good stat. Yep. Good stat. We found a winner here. I'll decide exactly what I'm going oh, to bet. I got under seven and a half at plus two fifteen. I mean, really? I went through the schedule. Plus two fifteen. Like, yeah, this is a uh, bet online. Like I, I, I came out Ooh. saying I think I, I counted six wins for him. Oh, is, yep. is what I guessed. So that that is a nice that is a nice number. Under seven and a half at plus two fifteen. That that seems off. Yep. That well, seems I, I don't like- I don't have it pulled up, but I think the preseason odds. I think they were favored in seven games. In you know the look ahead. Okay. So, um, I, so, so I mean, there you go. If, if you know if, if they were to hold serve and win those, you're at seven wins. Right. Again, we know it's not going to play out exactly like that, but I, I think that lends some credibility if you're looking at that under again. Right. Well, well and it, I mean, it's yeah, with it under seven and a half too, like. I would consider if it's a big enough plus number, I would consider under six and a half. So to get over two to one for seven and a half, I mean, it's one thing if that's minus one ten, but at plus two fifteen, that seems pretty solid to me. That's really solid, and we'll eventually get to the next two teams in this division and spend. It can only be two to three minutes each if we need to, but the uh, Titans might might have a soft schedule to open. Giants. At Bills is not soft, actually. Raiders at Colts, Commanders. Like, that might be the softest part of their schedule. Tasty, to your point, I don't see more than seven wins on this schedule. Okay. We'll do it. And then as soon as we add it, we'll have to add it in the new app that we're using <laughs> to align all of our bets. <laughs> Should we move on to Texans or Jags? Tasty, tell us where we're going next. Uh, yeah, let's go to the Texans, man. Texans. And it doesn't need to be that long. Texans were yeah. four and 13 last year. Is Davis Mills still the quarterback guys. He is Might as well. He's, he's he, not, he's not a bad quarterback for a four win team. That's right. 
this is what like Yanni will have the good breakdown. But for me, like I told you beforehand, I was interested in talking about this team because I think like recency bias in most sports is a thing. And I don't know if you can have recency bias from one season to another. Oh, yeah. But the Texans were just like they were so bad last year and they got in this bad role and even had bad luck thrown in and stuff. So I don't think they're going to be good, but I think Davis Mills is OK. And I think he's better than some of the other people that are starting in the league. I think the Texans offensive line is going to be okay. And if they are, that gives him a little bit of time to throw. Um, what's the name of the run Bryce something they're running back that they drafted. Um, Probably a Yanni question because I'm not great with draft picks unless it's after or in the first 15. Uh, picks. Oh, Damian Pierce. It, yeah, Pierce, Damian yeah, Pierce. Pierce. Like, they, yeah. He's interesting. I think so like, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think we can probably, at least for me, I can be quick on the Texans. I think there's a yeah. couple things to point out. I mean, obviously, bad record last year, bad team. They were 500 against the spread. So, I mean, you know, I think to, to Tasty's point, they were probably undervalued on a weekly basis. And I would guess, just like Tasty said, that they'll probably be undervalued again going into this year because there's not a lot of sizzle on that team. Um, you know, I agree. I think Davis Mills is probably, this is his shot. And I think he believes in himself. I think that team believes in giving him an opportunity. Now, can he cash in on that? We'll see. But I like Brandon Cooks on that team. They brought over a few veterans there. They drafted uh, Stingley Jr. at corner. So they're trying to put some playmakers on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, at the end of the day, this team comes down to this. They're, they're going to be around their projected win total the question is, are they undervalued enough that you would want to go over on them, you know, based on what you see? I, it, for me, the Texans are a pass just because I, 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 I need to see more. I got to know what, what we're working with here. Um, I probably won't be doing anything with them to start the season here. I, I just kind of need to see what Davis Mills does, what this team does. Obviously, they have a new coaching staff, but they're – they're kind of an interesting team to keep an eye on, though, at least early in the season, because I think there might be some opportunities. I want to see how they get off, off the get-go, though. Yeah, let's see what happens. They have an over-under wins holder right now at Fanduel of four and a half. I'm not a Davis Mills hater. I like what he did last year overall. I mean, could he be a middle-tier quarterback? Maybe on the lower end of that middle tier, like number 18 to 20, but expected – completion percentage he was there at 66.3 percent not bad it's not like his intended air yards were that low also 7.4 I mean he's middle of the road didn't turn the ball over that much 16 touchdowns 10 and interceptions maybe there were some ugly fumbles earlier that I'm missing but guess what the Texans weren't on TV that often and I didn't watch the Texans that often so it's just kind of one of those things he kept a minute they're rebuilding, obviously. They no longer have Deshaun Watson. They have Mills, who, if he keeps himself out of trouble, that Watson doesn't do, right? Um, that there, there was probably no reason for me to bring that up. But um, <laughs> th that's that's there for the taking at the over four and a half. I think, to Yanni's point, there's going to be some interesting spots to take the Texans as dogs. I can't imagine they're favored in that many games. But, hey, I could see Houston upsetting some teams in any given week that you can't just take it for granted and say, Oh, Houston's a 10 point dog to, I don't know, the Pats, like, don't take it for granted. I mean, they could go in and then all of a sudden, especially at home and Mills seem to be pretty comfortable at home last year that they're going to be an interesting pick as a home dog. So 
That's the Texans. Jags next. Jags have former Eagles head coach Doug Peterson coming in. They did some things in the offseason here, Yanni. They spent some money. They're looking to rebuild, stay in Jacksonville. They have another London game or two, I assume. I'm not even sure who they're playing in London. I didn't even pull up their schedule at this point. But the Jaguars are an interesting team. They're over under, what, six and a half? Six and a half. Yeah, they, they are an interesting team. I think they're one of the most interesting teams heading into this season. Uh, kind of like the Texans, a, a bad team, a bad record a year, a year ago. The difference is they were bad against the spread as well. But I think first and foremost, you just have to start with the coaching staff. And I realize that he's an easy target, but Urban Meyer was a disaster. He that, did not. That, that was such a funny <laughs> disaster, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's almost it, it is almost comedic the way that that franchise was run. And if you're a Jags fan, that's that's been what the franchise has been. But I think they made a good hire with Peterson. I think he's a nice fit to kind of put some stability back into that team. Um, I think he's a nice fit for a young quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. And before we talk about Lawrence, you know, you mentioned this team spent a lot of money in the offseason. They probably overpaid, but they also probably had to overpay to get some talent in there. Um, And, you know, they got guys that I think we're not going to look at them and say that these guys are elite talents. But when you bring an offensive lineman like Brandon Scherf in, you bring a wide receiver like Christian Kirk in. These guys are are capable players that can help your team win. Um, And certainly on the offensive line, you know, they needed help there. I think that's going to be a nice signing that's going to help them. They also get Travis Etienne back, who missed last season with injury there. So they almost have an extra. I forgot they drafted him, actually, because he got hurt, what, preseason week one? Preseason. Yeah, yeah, preseason. So, you know, they almost have an extra uh, pick there. So you start looking, you're like, man, now all of a sudden they got some of these young players. They drafted Trayvon Walker, number one overall, a little surprising on that, but you know, they, they like his versatility. They obviously needed that help on that defensive side of the ball. So I think you can definitely say that this lineup is improved year over year. Ultimately to me, what it's going to come down to is the progression of Trevor Lawrence. And if you believe in Lawrence, then this team isn't that bad. If you don't believe in Lawrence, you could be staring at another three or four win season, I'm a believer in Lawrence. I think that he is going to elevate. Um, when you look, when you really watch the film of him last year, he was put in some horrible situations across the board. I think that Peterson's going to make it easier for him. I think, again, they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better this year. I think they're going to be a little more, um, I think, diverse in a good way offensively with how they, they run their passing game, things like that. And I do think this defense is headed in the right direction. They still have a little ways to go. There's still some, still some holes on that defensive side of the ball. But I think for me, this team is definitely a candidate. And I think their six and a half projected win total tells it they're a candidate to be one of the most improved teams in the league. I think they do go over. I think this team gets to about seven wins. I don't know that I'm going to bet that because obviously we're, there's not a whole lot of edge or, or you know, uh, area there to, to, capitalize on but I think this team does get to seven wins um I think that a four win increase in Trevor Lawrence's year two would be a victory for the Jags if they can have another good offseason next year this is a team that all of a sudden could be contending I don't think they're there yet but I do expect a jump from Lawrence I do expect a jump from this team if you put a gun to my head and said over under on their win total I'm taking the over for sure fantastic breakdown per usual from Yanni Tasty, I'm going to bounce some things off of you here, but I'm thinking Jaguars, there's a little bit of value. 
exact position to finish in the AFC South, second place plus 270. So if we think that the Titans drop down and the Jaguars overperform, or maybe not even overperform, get to seven wins, that might even be good enough for second. All of a sudden, they're, they're there. Another point that I'll throw out real quick, the Jaguars were 60.5 plays per game last season. Peterson's coming in. He's an offensive guy. He's an offensive mind. I'm not going to call him a genius, but he's a good offensive mind. He's going to try to get that offense humming a bit more. Hopefully that 60.5 can, can go up into at least the lower 60s, if not in the mid-60s for context. The highest amount of plays per game, 69.7 last year from the Baltimore Ravens and the Cowboys at 67.9. But Tasty, plus 270 for second place finish maybe? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't hate it. I've actually been perusing props as well uh, (laughs) on the on the Jags in particular in relation to the Titans, because I do agree that there's at least a chance. I think with um, with Lawrence in particular, it's going to be important for him to get a little bit of confidence and momentum after the year he had last year. But if if he can get a little bit of that going, I definitely I I don't I definitely don't hate it. Uh, I can see them. You know, it's it's how big of a leap can they make? But again, we're talking. You said two seventy, right? Plus two seventy, and yeah. yeah, I don't hate it. Decent value, maybe. It's it's not what I'll call an easy schedule, but you are in the AFC South. You start the season at Washington, then you go Colts. You're at Chargers. That's tough. Then at Eagles. I mean. That's 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 tough. And then you get Houston at, at Colts. So, so they have the Colts twice in the first six weeks. That's a little bit wow. tough. That's a little bit tough. But the Colts haven't won down in Jacksonville since what? The Obama administration? Good like or earlier? <laughs> the the, the Jags do they 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 own the Colts. I mean it doesn't somehow matter they own them. Yeah. Somehow, then they go Giants, Broncos, Raiders. Actually, three games in a row at home. One of those is probably a London game, although it's not really detailed too well here on Jaguars.com. So, uh, yeah, they they play the Broncos at Wembley on Sunday, October thirtieth at nine thirty a.m. So, hey, let me let me throw this in real quick, man. So, uh, th- like the schedule s- does seem tough. Uh, just looking at another book, and Jacksonville to finish second is plus three fifty. On the boat. Okay, so two seventy. I'm an idiot. So, not good value. No, not an idiot. But three fifty. Like, yeah, three fifty. Is that a bet online too? Uh, that's bet online. Yeah, bet online's hanging some prices that I think are a little too high. For <laughs> I'll take it. I've jumped in on a couple already. <laughs> for for that's some of these numbers. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, a big number. Big number for a team that's six and a half isn't good, but I mean. I guess they really think that it's Titans Colts as one, two, and it's locked in, but I, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Colts definitely. Well, you guys, I don't know if you remember D, but we talked about it before the draft when we kind of had our end of season look ahead. And, and I think it was after the Matt Ryan deal. Um, one of the bets that, that I had made at that point that we talked about is the exacto of Colts Titans one, two. Um, mm. and, and I felt that way because I didn't think there was any chance that the Texans or Jags would be able to leapfrog and get into second. Um, so obviously if, if you like the Colts to win the division, you can bet them exacto one, two, and get some nice plus odds there. I, I don't remember exactly what I have. I'd have to pull the ticket. Oh, but, interesting. Yeah. But you know, the difference is though, at that time, the Titans still had AJ Brown on the roster. Um, you know, I mentioned a guy like Roger Saffold, that kind of a thing. 
And then you kind of started to see what the Jags did there all of a sudden where before I didn't see the Jags with a path to leapfrog the Titans. I still don't think they do. I still think the Titans finished second in that division, but you can absolutely sell me, especially when you put numbers like plus 350 out there. You can certainly sell me on the fact that that's a very, very reasonable bet. Reasonable bet, kick it around. I'm not saying definitely bet it, but if you want something with a decent punch there, plus 350, I mean, you'll be pretty happy if that hits. So we'll wrap up AFC South here, but just to recap, we're bullish on the Colts. We're about as bullish as I think we could be on the Colts. The Jaguars, we're really interested to see what's going to happen. You could sell us on some things. Titans, we think, are going to take a step back to the point that we – can even consider alt-unders. Tasty, you found a nice line at bet online on the under seven and a half. And the Texans, hey, if the Texans, if you tell me that they pull off a couple upsets and disrupt the playoff picture all of a sudden, don't think the Texans are making the playoffs, but I wouldn't be shocked if they win five games. They have two quality wins in there against playoff teams or kick people out of the playoffs. So, Tasty, Yanni, any other closing thoughts? If not, we'll wrap up this AFC South, our favorite division. I'm just glad to get this division over. Yeah, I'm just really (laughs) glad to be done with this one. (laughs) All right, appreciate it, guys.